They might be good, but they're not perfect. We're talking red flags with NFL contenders. Seacat, hit the open. Just like you would expect, the fire hose is fully inserted in my mouth here, and uh, we've been blowing and going, and so... Ken Lavica. Get a run in, make an early cocktail, put a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Labanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It doesn't matter what your name is! It's Lavica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Everywhere you look these days, man, whether you're on TikTok, Twitter, uh, what, what else do people scroll? Facebook? Snapchat? Snapchat. If you're like 14? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's like a definitely at least a 17 and under type type of deal. Um, WhatsApp? Mm-hmm. Anywhere you get your news, anywhere you have social commentary with people, everywhere you go, you hear people talking about red flags. Red flag this, red flag that. This is These are my red flags. 15 red flags to look for in a relationship. All kinds of things about red flags. Seacat, uh, are you familiar with what a red flag actually is? You know, I, I'm not very much so. you got to explain it to me because I'm not really in yeah. with the times with the kiddos nowadays. Well, first I'll, I'll pull up um, the, the definition here through Google. I'm not sure if this is Merriam-Webster or, or Oxford. When you just Google a word and definition, where are mm-hmm. they pulling that from? I don't know. I just, used to go to Urban Dictionary. Yeah, we, you know? we can go there too. We can go there too. We can check that out. But for 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 at least for the purposes of Google, yeah. And I'll check the Urban. You can maybe pull up the Urban Dictionary as I read this for you. A red flag is used as a warning of danger. Mm-hmm. A red flag in our society is used as a warning of danger. Danger to what is to come beyond this red flag. It's a signal, right? It's it's to give you an alert. So you can have a response to know, whoa, maybe I need to back off a little bit. And right now in the NFL, as we approach week 18 and a slate full of games that I personally I'm, I'm enthused about, I'm excited about, I have to say there's one team in particular that still has enough buzz, still has enough pontificators picking them to make the Super Bowl and not only do that but win it. That's the San Francisco 49ers. And Kristen Cat, I'm here to tell you and everybody in Palm Beach County and up and along the Treasure Coast mm-hmm. that the San Francisco 49ers have one big red flag that I am unwilling to ignore, and he goes by the name of Brock Purdy. That was an MVP favorite like three weeks ago. Cat, we're talking about Super Bowl contenders right now. I'm not talking about guy. And again, for, for, for Brock Purdy, I'm not one of those guys that hates Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. You know, you've never heard Theo Dorsey come on these airwaves and ridicule the young man. I, I think Brock Purdy is a very adequate quarterback. I think Brock Purdy is, in the words of Cam Newton, a very good game manager. But what we've seen from the San Francisco 49ers in years past through Kyle Shanahan's system as well, even in that Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs, my Kansas City Chiefs now, a guy like a Jimmy Garoppolo. A guy like a Brock Purdy, when posed up against an elite team, an elite game planner on the defensive side like Steve Spagnola for the Chiefs, or what we saw from Brock Purdy just a couple weeks ago against the Baltimore Ravens when the Ravens ruined Christmas, when Zay Flower was kicking down that door and, and like the Grinch pulling those Christmas right up under these, those Bay Area kids. And you know the San Francisco 49ers fans. Those are, that's a rich area. Mm-hmm. Those <laughs> yeah. are some well-off kids. <laughs> What Zay Flowers stole in the end zone there after his touchdown from, from the Bay Area fans, we're not talking about a Lego block set. We're talking about PS5s. <laughs> You're talking about unreleased video games and whatnot that Zay Flowers stole from right underneath that Christmas tree of those 49ers fans. Brock Purdy and his elite, I mean, his elite level, I would even say not elite level, his really good ability to, to manage games had fooled people into believing that he can be a guy that can actually carry the 49ers to a Super Bowl and Seacat again. I'm, I'm not I'm not raining on the guy's parade. I think he's a really good game manager. I just know that as we're looking right now, heading into week 18, where we're going to get seeds set in stone, where we're going to get matchups set in stone for the wild card round, and then we'll see who we're going to have in the next few rounds going through the Super Bowl or playoff run. The San Francisco 49ers, as currently constructed, led by Brock Purdy, he is their red flag, and that's the very reason 
that we're not going to see the 49ers win the Super Bowl this year. And and beyond that, CCAT, I think this weekend, oh, I, I can't wait. It, it's tantalizing to me because I think this weekend, not only do we get a glimpse into what Brock Purdy really is when he had to go against that Ravens defense, but I think this weekend when we see Sam Darnold, because again, the San uh-huh. Francisco 49ers are locked into their seed right now. They have nothing else to play for. Christian McCaffrey, even though he wants that touchdown king, uh, he wants to sit on the throne as the touchdown king for running backs and whatnot. He's going to be resting. The main starters for the Niners are resting, including Brock Purdy, Cat. Yeah. We're getting no Brock Purdy. That means we're getting Sam Darnold in the Kyle Shanahan system. We saw Sam Darnold against those Ravens, your Baltimore Ravens. Of course. I can't. How did I not? How did I skip over that? My bad. First off, again, for those listening to Vicar Theo and Stone, these are two voices you don't hear going back and forth as often. So maybe uh-uh. the chemistry's missing there. Theo Dorsey, Big Teddy takeover right here. ESPN West Palm play. And then Seacat, the silent assassin, now audible, but also a renowned Ravens fan. Of course. Thank you to Baltimore for what you did to Brock Purdy. We did what was needed to be done for the discourse of the NFL. Yeah. We kind of put that dude back in his place. Brock Purdy, listen. Great story, this, that. Played great, managed the game great, but you're exactly right. I think this is not only an opportunity this weekend for the San Francisco 49ers to rest their starting quarterback in Brock Purdy, but it's another opportunity to kind of see what they have in their second option Yes, in terms of, all right, we're the San Francisco 49ers. We trail by 14 going into the second half of this divisional round game or in this NFC Championship game. Let's make a switch at quarterback. You'll Mm. see what you have in Sam Darnold this weekend. There are going to be eyeballs on him because Broadway Sam looked pretty (laughs) darn good in fourth quarter garbage time (laughs) against the Baltimore Ravens. Let's go to that game because when Brock Purdy put that stinker out on Christmas Day and Uh and again ruined Christmas for all those poor little Bay Area kids who rocked their 49ers gear and line up to, to enter Levi Stadium and watch greatness, 18 for 32. 255 yards, and most importantly, four, four interceptions for Brock Purdy. Sam Darnold does go in. Brock Purdy has what? What did, what did uh, uh, Shanahan call it Brock Purdy's uh, shaking up? Benching. I don't know. No, it wasn't even that. He said he had some kind of uh, issue in his arm or something. Something happened yeah. with his arm. It was a zinger or a tinger or whatever. Whatever it was, it was a lame excuse stinger. for a stinger. The <laughs> we got there eventually. Yeah, he had the, the, phantom, stinger, the yeah. phantom stinger. Like, ah, coach, I don't really feel too good. Sam Darnold steps in there. He throws the first passing touchdown of the day for the San Francisco 49ers. 8 for 14, 81 yards, a pick, and a touchdown. Not thoroughly impressive, but neither was Brock Purdy. Right. And my point here, doubling back to the beginning of why I even started this, is this. Brock Purdy... We're going to learn very soon is not a guy that moves the needle for the 49ers offense. He is a guy that keeps the engine going. He is a guy that is necessary. He's a key cog. There's a reason why Kyle Shanahan, who if we're going to say he's one of the brightest minds when it comes to offensive play calling and scheming in the NFL today, then we've got to also admit that he at least knows what guy is going to be best to get him there. Mm -hmm. He knows Brock Purdy can get him there. He's probably a better option than Sam Darnold. The difference is... Sam Darnold is going to show everyone that the gap between Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold when you're coached by Kyle Shanahan and even without all the elite weapons is still very marginal. Mm -hmm. Brock Purdy doesn't move the needle. He's the red flag when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers. That's why I don't think that they are going to be a true Super Bowl contender. That's going to get proven out this weekend over week 18. And it's got me thinking, what what are some of the other red flags all across the NFL. I know for me personally, my red flag, Cat, and, and this proved itself true, even today as I walked into this office, my biggest red flag is whenever somebody's painting anything, if there's a wet wall anywhere in the building, whether it be my own house and I painted it myself, somehow, some way, some paint's going to end up on my clothes. Really? I, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's some kind of like magnetism that I have right. to it. I don't know if it's some kind of like clumsiness because I consider myself a pretty proficient athlete with, with decent enough balance. I'm not falling all over the place. You're not a klutz. But even today, as we walked into our beautiful new studios here, I love the office here, the ESPN West Palm office, moving to the square. I just feel so free and happy every day I mm-hmm. walk in here. We got the big bright coffee machine right when you, got, when you walk through the door, the new signage everywhere. We got the ESPN West Palm play signage in the other studio. Big shout. Hop on YouTube, ESPN West Palm. Subscribe. It helps me. 
But Seacat, also today, he had some wet paint on the walls. So what's the red flag there? Is that your it, red It's my flag? red flag. It's, like, a re- it's a red flag for me. How can me, a grown adult, a 30-year-old young strapping man who, who has pride and confidence and, and believes himself to be also an athlete, every time I walk through any kind of hallway or any kind of building for long enough, I end up with paint on me. And here I am sitting here with my tan shirt. I got a white paint streak on my arm. I got some paint on my dark blue jeans. I got a little bit on my, my, my tan shirt here as well. Like I'm all screwed up. It's because I'm a paint magnet. That's my red flag, see, Cat. I can't avoid it. I don't know, Theo. I, I can go two directions with this. So you're engaged. <laughs> yes. Your fiance. Yes. You're engaged. And do you think there were conversations maybe with her family and your fiance talking about, well, I know he's nice. I know he treats you so well. Yeah. I know he's so great in his career. I know he treats you like a queen you should be treated. But he came over the other night for dinner, and I couldn't help but notice he has some paint on his jeans. Get out of That's here. That's the red flag for Theo Dorsey. If if I was again, then hopefully, uh, you know, my fiance, we're, we're planning our wedding. Our wedding is next month. I can't wait to marry her. It's going to be a special occasion. Hopefully, her side never finds that out about me. Right? <laughs> like I'm that's thinking, my only thing because it, I would. Me in that position, if 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 I raised a, a young, beautiful daughter and a smart one that goes off to college and she makes well of herself and she's athletic and she uh, had and I'm at, you know I'm, I'm I'm in that position where I want my daughter to marry somebody that's a bright young man. I'm, I'm He's gonna put think, together. I'm gonna think less of you if I find out that you can't avoid paint on the walls. But Just also, saying, it's a red I mean, flag. They call them painters' jeans for a reason. I think it might do you some better. Like well, that's a common man. That's Theo Dorsey. He yeah. works with his hands. It he does gets it. himself dirty sometimes. It makes me look. A little more crafty. You're right. Mm-hmm. It adds a little, It's like the uh, the speckles of gray I'm getting in my hair now. It adds a little flavor, a little uh, a little more character to me. So I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. That's my red flag, mm-hmm. though. For the San Francisco 49ers, <laughs> their red flag. Well, it's it's wearing number 13, and the numbers are red. It's Brock Purdy. Yeah. And he's going to be re- the reason why the San Francisco 49ers aren't able to win a Super Bowl this year, among maybe some other things. You never know. Injury luck, whatever we see happens in Week 18. I don't know, but I know Brock Purdy's not going to be part of the solution. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's the number to call into Lavica Theo and Stone. What are, or more specifically, which NFL contender has the brightest red flag to you? To me, it's going to be the San Francisco 49ers, and it's going to be their quarterback. We It's the most important position in all of team sports. That's what y'all tell me every time we talk about football. You know, I, I can't pretend to be a football expert or, or one of those pontificators that have played the game like a Shannon Sharp or, or, or if I was one of the guys that have coached forever and was terrible at it but some, somehow still gets the analyst job uh, right after you get off the sidelines. I, I can't tell you all of that, but what I can tell you is everybody agrees quarterback's the most important position in all the sports. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, Brock Purdy, quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, the brightest red flag for any contender that hopes to get a Super Bowl this year. Seacat, you're a Baltimore Ravens fan. Uh-huh. I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan. I, I mean, they got some pretty big <laughs> some pretty big red flags as well. Yeah, but we've got royalty in the studios, right? Like we're kind of riding pretty high. The yeah. Chiefs have their problems, but you've got laurels to rest on for sure. But we kind of got winners in the studio. If we I got were winners. to say so myself, I think we've got winners in the studio for this fill-in edition of Lavico, Theo, and Stone on a Friday. Yeah, good. yeah, like, I'm a Chiefs fan. I am literally coming off the, the heels of a Super Bowl championship. Um, Still a chance for the Chiefs this year to repeat, be the first team to repeat since the Patriots in the early 2000s. And what better man to do it than the magic man himself, Patrick Mahomes, who can do no wrong, but his receivers can do no right. So this has been a very perplexing season as a Chiefs fan. But yes, I'm riding high with the Kansas City Chiefs. You are riding extremely high with your Baltimore Ravens, yeah. the number one seed in the AFC locked up, starting Tyler Huntley this weekend for Week 18 because Lamar Jackson can rest and get the bye week, two straight weeks off, which he deserves. But Cat, beyond your fandom of the Baltimore Ravens, I know you're not going to say any red flags for your team. Mm-mm. Which NFL contender has the brightest red flag to you? It is easy, easy pickings. It's low-hanging fruit. But I cannot trust the Dallas Cowboys in a late-game situation. Mm. Mike McCarthy will find a way to mismanage that clock. It's almost the problem that Andy Reid used to have, not knowing how to use his time outs, whether he was with Philadelphia or with Kansas City before the rings started to flow in. But I'm talking 
divisional round, talking championship weekend, talking in when the it Super matters. Bowl. Yeah. I cannot trust that Mike McCarthy is going to sufficiently run a four-minute drill, right? I just know for a fact it's going to be three and out, three incomplete passes, and all of a sudden you left all the time in the world on that clock mm. for whatever team is playing. I cannot trust that Dallas Cowboys team, not because of Dak Prescott, who's played very well this season. He's top three in MVP conversation for a reason. He saved a lot of people's fantasy seasons. He sure has. Not because of their defense. I'm a Penn State fan as well as a Baltimore Ravens fan. Micah Parsons is a problem to be messed with. I mean, he is like guarding two different guys at the same time. Micah Parsons is ridiculous, and so is really the rest of that defense when they show up. But Mike McCarthy, man. Okay, scheming an offensive (laughs) game plan. Play calling, whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when the rubber meets the road, when it's all on the head coach's shoulders, when it is call a timeout or not call a timeout, when it's let the play clock run down until there's under five seconds to go on the play clock, then snapping the football rather than snapping with 35 in the clock, I cannot trust that Mike McCarthy is going to captain that offense Mm. with the clock, with the game situations, as he should in the most important seconds of the season. That's the biggest red flag for me for any NFL contender. It's the Dallas Dallas Cowboys and their head coach, Mike McCarthy. Late game play calling, late game situational awareness, the Cowboys red flag as a contender. I say it's the Can- not the Kansas City Chiefs. Whoa, 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 whoa. I think you're kind of intrusive thoughts. That was, you might that be was thinking Freudian. about your own Freudian. Chiefs right now. I have been thinking about our problems. They they still they haunt me every time I lay my head on the pillow. I can't sleep at night. Uh, thinking about Marquez Valdez, Scantling, and Kadarius Toney, and, and Justin Watson, and whoever the hell else wants to drop balls from Mahomes this year. But no, for me, Brock Purdy is the biggest red flag in the NFL when it comes to contenders. He will be the reason the 49ers don't win the Super Bowl. CCAT says the Dallas Cowboys' late-game situational awareness and decision-making is going to fail them once again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have to kind of agree with you right there. 888-760-3776. We're going to hit the phones. 888-760-3776. What's your biggest red flag from an NFL contender? We're going to take John. I Now, CCAT, again, I'm not used to the hosting chair. I'm, I, I need you. to put him on. Are you going to put him on? I can put him on. Put my guy John on. John, you're on Levicka, Theo, and Stone with Theo and CCAT. John from Jensen. Uh, first and foremost, man, uh, who's your what, what's your fandom? What's your allegiance in the NFL? Uh, man, I'm, I'm a General Electric fan. Whoever's going to cover the spread for me on a given Sunday. Okay. Oh, I like that, man. So he's he's a fan of his own bank account. So I you like can that. look at everything very critically, right? Your judgment's not clouded. You're thinking about your wallet. Yeah. And see, yeah, you stole you stole my bright red flag. McCarthy is absolutely <laughs> even brighter than uh, than than Purdy for sure. I mean, but I'm going to go with a less brighter red flag. Josh Allen, man. Mm. No. I mean, is he going to throw a critical pick or or fumble the ball in a critical spot late in the game? Right, it, it, I mean, he just does it time and time and time again, and that has to be a red flag. It, it, the funniest thing with Josh Allen is he's a red flag, but it's he's so volatile that it's like, yes, he can absolutely lose you any game, but when that dude's unstoppable and he's on fire and he is clicking and he's taking his checkdowns, he feels inevitable. Like, uh, as a better, as a gambler, do you just stay away from Josh Allen games? Uh, well, it, it depends on the spot. Like, I'm on Miami this week, actually, just because it's a kind of a fade-the-public type of play. Mm. Um, and, and the field goal at home, I think, is going to come in huge. So I am on Miami, but not because it's a fade Josh Allen play, just because of other dynamics. Mm-hmm. But when sense. you're talking about, you know, you, when you're – if you – take all the quarterbacks that are, that are you know, going to be in the playoffs, you know, yeah, you can win and lose a game with Josh Allen. I don't want him. Like, he's the last guy I take. <laughs> really? I'd rather a guy that's going to – yeah, I'd rather a guy that I know is going to get me to the finish line and not cough up a game. Mm. Like Purdy, to me, is not going to lose you a game, right? I don't want the guy that's going to lose me a game. I'd rather pass on the guy that can win me a game to take a guy that can't lose me a game in the playoffs because there is no tomorrow. That is a great point. Thank you for your call, John. John from Jensen coming with the heat because he's right about Brock Purdy there, though. I will say this, CCAD, you're shaking your head. While Brock Purdy will not win you many games – on his own volition, on his own talents, on his own uh, playmaking ability. He might get you a couple third downs. He might get you some squeeze in some plays here and there that help you win, but he's not the guy that you're going to say, oh, it was Brock Purdy tonight. Give the game ball to Brock Purdy. He also is not going to necessarily lose you games. 
I think too often in the modern-day NFL discourse, too much in the modern-day NFL, we just point at stats, stats yeah. EPA, these weird numbers, these metrics. They call it analytics, right? That's turning football into baseball. No, we use our eyes to judge football games a lot more. Yeah. And we should be doing that with football. Brock Purdy does not pass that eye test. I don't care how accurate his deep ball percentage is. You see it as much as I see it. You see Brock Purdy getting carried by the best weapons in the NFL, both by his side with Christian McCaffrey and the wide receiver core where Brandon Ayuk is going to get oh, paid. He, he is taking a step forward this season yeah. that I did not anticipate to happen. You, When you have the guy who leads the league – in yards after catch as a receiver on your team, Debo Samuel. And then you have the guy who leads the league in yards after the catch, which is one of the least quarterback-influenced receiving right. stats. And now it's up there because you can lead a guy mm-hmm. yes. into yard into some yak yards, right? You can lead a guy into yak yards. Where you underthrow a guy, he has to come back, catch yeah. the ball, get tackled. But he throw it forward, he's on the one. But yeah. nobody's fooling themselves into thinking Brock Purdy is the reason why Debo Samuel is, is leading the league for receivers and yards after catch. Nobody's fooling themselves into thinking that it's number 13. It's Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. That is the reason why George Kittle leads all tight ends in the league in yards after catch. And you damn sure ain't thinking that about Christian McCaffrey, who leads the league for running backs in that statistic. He is surrounded by some of the greatest weapons in the NFL. Also, Brandon Ayuk, I believe highest yards per attempt or yards per completion in the NFL is Brandon Ayuk, hovering around 18 a game. He has great weapons around him. He has one of the most masterful play callers on the sideline. I'm not taking that away from the dude. I'm just saying a lot of that matters until you run up into a team where it don't. Mm -hmm. Until you run into another play caller who can get the best of Kyle Shanahan, which we've seen. If you get out coached on the sideline in the NFL, that's when you need players to make up for your deficiencies. Just like when players aren't as skilled, you want a good coach to mask those deficiencies and help a team win. It's a, it's a big pie. That's why we do blame pie at the end of games and on weekends and on Monday mornings. It's a blame pie, and there's a 70-30. There's a 50-50 split. And the only problem is for the San Francisco 49ers, at the most important position in all of team sports, they still do have a real question mark, and they still have a real deficiency. And his name is Brock Purdy, and if you can't admit that, then maybe you're just uh, either biased or you're just leaning on hope. Hey, that's what it feels like, yeah. right? leaning on hope. He's a good story, Mr. Irrelevant to possibles, not anymore, but yeah. he looked like a possible MVP for 2023. It's a great story. And he, obviously the Super Bowl is still in conversation. What's going to help that red flag not really hurt the Niners, I think, until if they make it to the Super Bowl? Yeah. I think we've seen it already twice. We've already seen them dominate the Eagles. We've seen the 49ers and Brock Purdy look really good against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. And those kind of the two highest contenders in that conference. Yeah. The, the 49ers can easily cruise through the NFC because of the path that they're going to be able mm-hmm. to go through. They could. I'm not saying that, you know, you can only play the teams that line up against you. Yeah. And when you go against Dallas, you actually, you know what? I think that if, if I had to believe in either Dallas or Philly to be able to take out the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC, I would lean on Dallas. And it has nothing to do with Dak Prescott or CeeDee Lamb or Tony Pollard or Mike McCarthy or anybody else on that sideline. I believe in Dan Quinn. Okay. And I know <laughs> even saying that yeah. out loud, I don't want my Should name. I hit the dump button? Like, my, should we get that I, out? I don't want. <laughs> I, I, on this Friday, January 5th, 2024, I can't believe I'm entering the new year like this. But if there's one man in the NFC that I, I that has the personnel and the play calling and scheming wisdom to take down and outduel Kyle Shanahan, I, I and we saw it didn't happen, right? We 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 witnessed it happen. Right. I'm just saying I'm definitely not trusting in Matt Patricia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't wasting my time trusting in, in in Matt Patricia and the Philadelphia Eagles who just got run amok all over by the Arizona Cardinals. Biggest red flag in the NFL when it comes to contenders. That's what we're talking about. Theo Dorsey, a big teddy takeover on the Vicar Theo and Stone, joined by the audible assassin C-Cat, the Baltimore Ravens fan. I'm a Chiefs fan. We're riding high. We're talking NFL contenders. Uh, I went with Brock Purdy's the biggest red flag for the San Francisco 49ers. C-Cat, he went with late game play calling, late game situational awareness from the Dallas Cowboys. And we've seen it happen year after year after year after year. He's saying that's the biggest red flag with a contender. 
And oh, I would uh, I would think that our next caller we're bringing in is going to beg to differ. Uh, Joe from Jupiter coming on LaVica Theo and Stone. Do we have Joe's drop, CK? Uh, before you go, Joe, <laughs> we're, we're going to try to find it before we get you off the phone. Well, we don't have it readily available here. Stone Labanowicz is taking a vacation okay. for the FCS National Championship. Uh, Ken LaVica is out with FAU men's basketball. So you got me and CCAT, and CCAT's calling uh, out your absolutely. Cowboys, Joe. How do you feel about that? Well, you know, I'm, I, I, as much as it pains me to say, I'm going to add to what CCAT said and the previous caller because I do absolutely agree. We've wow. got very lucky. We're probably going to win. The, we're not, I mean, we're, we're going to beat the, the Washington this week, and then we're probably going to face someone like, like the Packers at home or something like that. We're going to be favored. And then maybe the Rams or if or Detroit again. Which at, so we're looking at two home games. The biggest red flag is I could see exactly everything you've said, Cat. But I will say this, though. The reason he is what he did with the clock last week when we almost blew it against Detroit I'm also going to say our lack of a running game is a big red, Ooh, red flag for it's me. It's been bad. If he wouldn't have been thrown, if if we had someone that could guarantee three or four yards, this is everything that I've heard in his press conferences and interviews and stuff since. It's not the only reason. I still agree with you, but I'm also worried very much. Tony Pollard's a nice change of pace, but he's not what Zeke was three or four years ago. He's not that guy that you can guarantee four or five yards. That's why we're throwing it so much. I hope that's the reason, and that uh, I, th- I think that's valid. Yeah, it but, is. It's um, part yeah. of it. it. You've been moving the ball much better throwing the ball to C.D. Lamb 15 times a game. But they have to figure yeah, out a way to have, have a, to do it. you got to be able to establish the run, and you got to be able to defend the, the 49ers. Last, before I let you go here, Joe, how do you feel about that? If it came down to a rematch with those 49ers, do you think – because, again, you don't really trust in Mike McCarthy, but don't you have some faith in Dan Quinn and what he's been able to do with that defense, creating turnovers in, in prime spots? Like, do you think that you guys have the best shot to take down the Niners in the NFC? I absolutely do. And, like, I, I mean, Purdy's a nice story. But of late, you know, he's kind of shown some things that gives me confidence that we could go there a third time in three years and take them down if we get there. We got to get there first, but I do agree with you. I think our defense and Dan Quinn can get the job done. I we love just got to get there without messing something up. And you want me to say that drop, or do you got? I'm about to say we'll say it on feet. three together. Count us down, CK. Three, two, one. Let's go feet. Let's let's, let's go, go feet, feet brother. <laughs> See ya. All right, Jupiter Joe. That's Joe from Jupiter. Uh, what you say? Is he still there? He's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Okay, that was Joe from Jupiter. Uh, if you missed it. A couple days ago, he gave us his nice soliloquy on... Let's go feet. There we go. Let's go feet. <laughs> I, got, I got a red flag for you later on in the show. Yeah. It's going to slap you aside the head. Theo. What? Is it that? Is it... <laughs> like, I, seriously, I'm, I'm angry that you haven't brought it up with. I know it's close to home, but... Yeah. Uh, we got. Do you want to go over? Let's get one more red flag in before we go to break. I have. Uh, we'll take some social media. At Theo Dorsey TV on Instagram is actually where I did it because... I don't really do a lot of tweeting on X unless this is just my random thoughts. And I was just watching that Cat Williams uh, interview. That was really interesting. I was going to send some tweets out about that. But I don't do much tweeting, much sports no. tweeting on Twitter slash X. At Theo Dorsey TV on Instagram if you want to chime in on social media. And then 888-760-3776. Still taking your calls for biggest and brightest red flag for an NFL contender. But where were you, where were you going, Cat? It's with your own Kansas City Chiefs. <sighs> See, I... The number one weapon on that team, not named Patrick Mahomes, I consider Patrick Mahomes the kind of user of the weapons on that team at quarterback. Yeah. Travis Kelsey doesn't want to play football anymore. Uh, It's apparent every single week they're on national television. You see a distracted, a distraught, a tired, a bored Travis Kelsey where things are not going right for the Kansas City Chiefs this season, mm. and you are seeing it. And I saw you tweet about it. Like, he drops... So many more footballs than he did in years past. That's not a getting older issue, right? I don't think your hands deteriorate. Maybe your speed, your explosiveness, maybe you're not as strong as you were five years ago. But Travis Kelsey looks kind of over the NFL. He's got the wins. He's got the records. He's got the Super Bowl rings. He's kind of done. Now Mm. he wants to be a celebrity. And saying that he's distracted with his celebrity relationship with Taylor Swift that's not a knock on Taylor Swift. No. That's a knock on Travis Kelsey. And and that, you know what, CCAT, I'm glad you queued us up for that red flag right there. Because a lot of people, when they see the Chiefs games, 
and I've watched every single one of them, and I've watched them in depth. I've 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 rolled the ups and the highs, and I have been down in the valley, the Marquez Valley Scantling. <laughs> And I know every every one one of those snaps of these Chiefs games have have affected me, and nothing has affected me more, more negatively than the the nondescript performance from Travis Kelsey Sunday after Sunday. I'm going to give my 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 official Chiefs take and on my my take on the red flags for the Chiefs as a contender when we come back from break. And also, we're still going to be taking your calls for the biggest, the brightest, the most damning red flags for NFL contenders, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. That's the number to call in and chop it up with CCAT and Theo Dorsey. Uh, Stone Labanowitz out of town. Ken Levicka on a plane. So you got me and CCAT riding with you through 2 o'clock. We're going to kick it. And um, again, if you want to tap in on social media at Theo Dorsey TV, let us know. Biggest and brightest red flags for NFL contenders. We're kicking it on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVeca, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. We got these brand new studios here in the square formerly named Rosemary Square and the squared I like the square it's way better quicker to the point simple and um and we you know this is my only my second time hosting since we've moved from Phillips Point over here to the square and inside of Evan Cohen studio quote unquote Evan Cohen memorial studio even though he's still with us but as I sit at the host chair there's like four monitors staring right at me it looks like I'm at like you know I got this big control panel I got all these things I can do but I have no clue how to turn any of it on so yeah. I got my laptop over here. That's it. So Ccat <laughs> asked me, he just asked me in the break to punch some things up, and I'm like, yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about. Theo Dorsey is a big Teddy takeover from ESPN West Palm play. We got Ccat, the audible assassin. We're talking red flags for NFL contenders. Who has the biggest, the brightest red flags? I said Brock Purdy's the biggest red flag for an NFL contender. He's going to be what holds back the San Francisco 49ers. Not that he's bad. He just isn't going to be able to do it against a team that's elite. And you have to be the elite teams to win a Super Bowl. Seacat knows that. He's a Baltimore Ravens fan. He says it's a Dallas Cowboys late game situational awareness and play calling. We've also had a couple people. Somebody said Josh Allen. That was that was uh, Josh from Jensen said Josh Allen. John. John from Jensen, sure. Sorry about that, John. <laughs> he said Josh Allen. We've got some some more Cowboys. Hey, there's a lot of people chiming in on this. It's it's an interesting thing to think about. And and you mentioned my Chiefs. I'm gonna give my Chiefs soliloquy. State of the Union. I am gonna give my Chiefs State of the Union. I am gonna make sure that we know exactly how I feel about what Travis Kelsey's going through, what those receivers are doing, and how it's been affecting my football watching pleasure. But before we do that, we gotta bring in on Segway Sean from Palm Beach Gardens. Segway Sean on the Vicar Theo and Stone or whatever's left of it right here. Uh, who who and what is the biggest red flag when it comes to NFL contenders? Hey, first of all, don't sell yourself short, Theo. I, I love the Big Teddy takeovers. There we go. With you two at the helm, it's like a different show and it's refreshing. It's a Friday, getting ready for the weekend, and I love the rest of the boys, but. But uh, certainly don't sell yourself short. You guys, you guys are killer. I love it. <laughs> yeah, oh, appreciate yeah. it, Sean. Oh. Anyway. You flatter me. He, his New Year's resolution must have been the lie, C-Cat. Oh. Sean, <laughs> what, with that being said, tell me the truth here. What, what's your, who do you think in the NFL has the biggest red flag when it comes to the contender? Well, you know, when you say the word contender, um, and, and typically they wouldn't normally be contenders, and by no means am I a Dolphin fan, but you have to believe, mm. maybe through the season, you know, I, I know a lot of Dolphins fans, uh, just like you do living down here, I know you guys are, you know, I think, Theo, you're a Dolphins fan. I know, I know Ken's a Dolphins fan. You can live on the moon and know Ken's a Dolphins fan. Anyway, <laughs> right. I would have to say, I'd have to say, you know, the biggest red flag for a Dolphins fan after experiencing what you might consider relative success midseason is, you know, they've, they've, they've smelled this bag of poop before, mm. and it's, it's, it's reading just like it has been in the past. And, you know, the biggest red flag is I've read this book before. I know what's, how it's going to end. And I feel bad for him uh-huh. after watching some games this year. And you know it's going to happen, man. It's going to be a one and done. And I hate to say it, but 
you know, and I think they, they could possibly even pull it up this weekend and still be a one and done. <laughs> do, do, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you have any faith in them to do it against the Bills this weekend? Division on the line. It's at Hard Rock Stadium. You're not at full strength. Waddle likely out. You, you don't have both of your best pass rushers. But the Bills have been, you know, gettable this year. Do you see a chance for the Dolphins this yeah. weekend? Here's why I say yes, because I know they're going to be one down in the playoffs. So what they're going to do is they're going to win this game, <laughs> revive the faith in all the fans, and just go away and yes. Yeah. It yes. Sucks, but I've seen it too many times, man. Hey, Sean, thanks for the call. Segway, Sean, that might have been – that's a great call. CK. Uh-huh. And, and it's funny because I'm from Texas and really all across the nation we make this joke about this one certain franchise, the Dallas Cowboys, who seem to be the ones, at least in my generation, in my time being a sports fan, who get your hopes up high. They take you right up. It's almost like that, uh, that you know, a, a ski rise. What do you call that thing? You take Ski lift. Ski lift, yeah. Ski lift. That's what the Dal- Dallas Cowboys ascension is like. You get on that ski lift, you go up high and then mm-hmm. right to the bottom. In the biggest moments, too. Like, they give you a lot of hope. But then I recall the Dak Prescott slide. And then I recall the multiple times there's been clock mishandlements. Then there's the Tony Romo fumbles and the the, the botch snaps. And it's it's any kind of way you can lose a game in a big moment. The Cowboys have done it. And he's saying that the Dolphins are of a similar ilk. What say you, C-Cat? I don't know because we haven't seen this iteration of the Dolphins really in a big spot like that. With no Tua last year, with a really banged up team last year. Right. I'm not willing to hold that year, last year, against this year's Dolphins playoff chances. It's been rocky. It sure has been rocky this year in 2023 for the Dolphins. I kind of look at Sunday night, since the Dolphins have already clinched a playoff spot. Bills haven't. No. Like They could very well be the two seed. They could win the division. They could be the sixth seed, or they could be out of the playoffs entirely. Yeah. I almost look this look at this game as... If you were to compare it to college basketball, where there is the conference championship tournament, yeah. right? the ACC tournament championship, where these games matter for a trophy. This game, Dolphins-Bills, matters for a division. That's an accomplishment, no doubt about that. And of course, that improves your standing going into the playoffs. And if you win the ACC tournament, that guarantees you a spot <laughs> in March Madness, right. whether or not you'll be an at-large bid anyway. And I, I see it as a dry run for the playoffs. So show me. It's a show me game. Yes, for the Dolphins. For the Bills Dolphins and for the fans. To win. The D- Bills have to win. Right. And the Dolphins have let down their fan base time and time again when it comes to these big moments. They've kind of beat up on the little guys time and time again. They have one and a half marquee game on their schedule where they can point to and say that's our final form mm. against a quality opponent. And this is the one last regular season chance to not only have stakes in that game, in that game winning the title in their division, but also trying to prove it for playoff time. Because that's what matters, right? When you're a Dolphins fan, yeah. you, you have the days in Marino. You, you were thinking about Super Bowl. And that might be unfair to a team that hasn't been in that spot in a while. But that's what you're thinking about right now. Speaking of Marino, by the way, I, I, I got a chance to meet the guy um, at the Orange Bowl and interview him on stage. And everybody, for the past three years I've been out here in South Florida, everybody's told me, Dan Marino is not a pleasant guy to meet. They've used words to describe him. They've said he's a jerk, all kind of things. The dude was smooth. He was cool. So you know what? I'm going to start fighting back. I'm going to fight the good fight for Dan Marino. Whenever I hear somebody talk ill of my guy, I will I will say that one good moment I had with him on the uh, Fan Fest tailgate stage where we kicked it. And he also told me, C-Cat, he told me that Mike McDaniel and these Dolphins have no shot at breaking any of his records. Wow. Yeah, he said no. I said I said, look, Mike McDaniel went viral for asking you. I have to ask, is 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 it a chance? Can Tyreek Hill and Tua and them figure it out? He said they're not touching my records. So hmm. so um So the, we're not Dolphins. The Italian stallion yeah. speaks. <laughs> we're not Dolphins fans here, but no. we got a Dolphin vendor called in Leo from Riviera Beach. He's kind of got a take on this game. Okay, we're talking NFL red flags for contenders. Leo from Riviera Beach jumps in. Uh Leo, you're a Dolphins fan. You you have to speak up for your guys. Is is the red flag that Segway Sean said and me and C Cat agree to, is that true about your dolphins? Uh I I just turned on the radio. What was what <laughs> oh, did you say that the red flag was? He pretty much says the red flag is almost essentially the dolphins in a game that matters. He didn't pick out one particular part of the team. He just says this team has done this time and time again. He's seen this story before. The Dolphins will disappoint you. Leo? What say you? 
What say me is that any given Sunday, any team can win. And about the Dolphins being front runners and letting us down in big spots, yes, yeah, happened before. But when's the last time I can't remember as a Dolphins fan a season where the Dolphins were supposed to beat everybody that they that they went up against? It hasn't happened. And then they lost. And then they lost to you know they lost to the Titans. But what I want to say about Sunday is that we're at home. We got a laundry list of injuries. It's next man up. The way I'm looking at it. At first, I was like, maybe we should sit and just try to be healthy for the wild card. But I don't want to go to Arrowhead. Mm. So, you sure don't. <laughs> so you sure don't. I, so I do believe the one red flag that I have for the Dolphins that I'm worried about is Mike McDaniel, to be honest. I, 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 hope, I hope beyond the highest of hope that he is giving them Stephen A's bulletin board material. He's giving mm. them... LaShawn so it's a motivation question, not a, a not a play-calling question. You're questioning him being able to motivate the guys for Sunday. Yeah, I really I really do because I know that the Bills are going to come out like the, with their head on fire. They're going to try to – this is like their Super Bowl. They, they would love nothing more than to come in and ruin the Dolphins' season. And I really believe that, that McDaniel, he needs to stop trying to play so cool. And just be like, hey, everybody thinks we suck. Everybody counted us out. He's going out. Everybody, everybody wants us to be the same old Dolphins, but we're not going to do that on Sunday. We're going to try to surprise the world, shock the world, because everybody mm-hmm. thinks it's already like a it. foregone conclusion that we're going to lose by 21 on Sunday, and it's not true. And we'll see on Sunday. They got It's a show-me game for the Dolphins. Thanks for your call, Leo. I agree with you. It's a show-me game for the Dolphins, um, but the red flag could be Mike McDaniel. We haven't seen him in this spot before. We haven't seen him do it in a big spot before it's only a second year right. we're gonna have to find out yeah it's kind of like are you ready to be the adult in the room like he's corny he's funny he's yeah. cool he's a player's coach but rubber meets the road you gotta motivate these guys yeah like it is the dolphins against it, the world the mentality they should have whether or not that's true but it feels like the world I, is treating this game as a foregone conclusion the bills need it this bad the bills on an upward trajectory dolphins not Buffalo's game, but Mike McDaniel's got to do something about that. I assume the Dolphins will show up to play. I just also assume it won't be enough. We're talking NFL red flags for contenders. We got some social media lines opened up as well at Theo Dorsey TV uh, from social media. Chuck from St. Louis. Chuck from St. Louis says 49ers for sure. They hype Purdy up, but he's really the biggest weakness too. He, he agrees with me. He Brock is the weak Purdy link. is the weak link, the red flag for the 49ers. Seacat you went with Mike McCarthy and the decision-making for the Cowboys down the line, mm-hmm. and you can give us yours as well, either on social media at Theo Dorsey TV or 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776 to call into the show and uh, let us know who's got the biggest red flag. No red flags to be seen, though. No red flags to be seen when you enter a Duffy Sports Grill. And you should make Duffy's your football headquarters all season long. Appreciate that, C-Cat. It's always the right call to go in and get yourself all day, every day, two-for-one drinks. Two-for-one drinks. People ask me, why do I love Duffy Sports Grill so much? And I say, hey, name me another place where I can walk in at any time and I can order a drink and another one comes free. And I'm not talking about the water. I'm talking about the cocktails as well. And they got some great specialty cocktails on that menu. They've also got award-winning burgers. They've got award-winning wings. And in every single Duffy Sports Grill location, I can't promise you anything other than the great quality service and the fact that they've got good food and more than 80 TVs all the day. I don't care what's on. You can get the game on and you can look up. You can look down. You can look left. You can look right. All the TVs have games going. It's your football headquarters, Duffy Sports Grill at Duffy's. Our game is always on. All right. NFL red flags. Who has the biggest and brightest of all of the contenders? 888-760-3776. It's Levicka Theo and Stone with C-Cat and Theo on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. I can't believe I'm reading this correctly, C-Cat. Huh? Jamie, our teammate here at ESPN West Palm, sent me a screenshot. I'm glad I didn't get this ESPN alert. So you know how you get an ESPN alert? You're like, oh, what's happening in sports? I'd love to check this out. Mm-hmm. Here's the, the headline. Quote, it's motivating. 
Aaron Rodgers voted by his teammates as Jets' most inspirational player for the 2023 season. When did they do that poll? <laughs> I want to throw up. I was going to do like a gagging sound. I don't know if it was going to come out right. I'm, I'm still not radio vet yet. I'm not sure what sound. I don't want to. Yeah. It would sound weird. But if I had a, a, a throw up, a belchy type thing I can fake out, that's what I would be doing right now. It That makes me sick. So, Aaron, to repeat, the, did I hear that The correctly? Jets? Yeah. The grown ass man led <laughs> New York football Jets voted Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if it's from his Tuesday segments on the Pat McAfee show. I don't know if it's from his wild conspiracy takes or his tweets or maybe just the fact that he's just around and he's a cool guy. They voted him the most inspirational player for their 2023 season. The guy that played four snaps. I guess. What's their record, by the way, since he's inspiring the Jets? Let me see. I guess it's the whole, like, he came back in quotes from the Achilles injury that, hey, he could have played if he wanted back, to. He could have played, yeah, but he didn't. That's like the theory of that. But are they doing these polls six and in every ten. locker room? Six and ten? Yeah. He inspired them to a six and ten record. And you know, so, sometimes inspiration does not lead to success. That's off, my career. Off, off the this your career. Let's <laughs> yeah. say, well, stop being inspired by Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, Levicka Theo and Stone here on ESPN 106.3. I promise you I don't hate Aaron Rodgers. I promise you I don't have the same visceral uh, feelings and emotions around Aaron Rodgers that Ken Levicka does. But that in itself, I, 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 you know how your body, I, I had an emotional, yeah. uh, a bodily response to that. I repelled when I saw that. What are we talking about? A guy that's pay, played four snaps has done nothing more for you than to be a, a a wise vet to walk around and act as if he's Jesus Christ himself walking around. Like That hard knock stuff was hard for me to stomach as well. So maybe I don't like Aaron Rodgers. Um, the, the, what I've noticed, though, C-Cat, is I did forget to give my Chiefs take. The State of the Union. I did forget to give my Chiefs take, and I'll, I'll start it off this way. This is not personal at all. This is not personal, Travis Kelsey, but he did lose me my fantasy football championship. He almost cost me mine. He did. This this is the first year I've ever you did. You won. Yeah. Good job. Didn't matter. I'm proud of you. (laughs) I lost mine by like four points. Um, and and I had Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Tyreek Hill who dropped that Mm -hmm. touchdown against the Ravens and Travis Kelsey, who had three catches for sixteen yards against the Cincinnati Bengals on this past weekend. Travis Kelsey. And we're talking about red flags for NFL contenders right now. And I am a Chiefs fan through and through. Arrowhead pride. I, 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 I Again, I have a long vested interest in these Kansas City Chiefs. No, I'm not going to poke fun of that anymore because you're going through you. it. Thank you. I'm going through it. They, I, I have, now that I have some battle scars, people take my right. Chiefs fandom mm-hmm. more seriously. If you don't know, I did convert from my Panthers fandom to Chiefs fandom about a year and a half ago before the Super Bowl, by the way. But I did change over and people like to poke fun at that. But I'm a Chiefs fan. And I've gone through this season, and the glaring, just middle finger to my face as a Chiefs fan has been the man in number 87. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey has been not just a shell of himself, but there is a noticeable amount of lack of focus, lack of attention to detail, and lack of effort, it feels like, a lot of times. And it's been like that all throughout the season. Is he older? Yes. Uh, is he has he lost a bit of a step? Of course, and you expect that from your tight end, especially as you crawl up into the thirty threes and the thirty fours and the thirty fives. We've seen all of the great ones fall off. Travis Kelsey, though, before this season started, Cat, I think he realized he's at the end. Mm-hmm. Right, he's at the twilight of his career. I I don't think he at all wanted to have to be in the position that he's in right now. And the position he's in right now is he is Patrick Mahomes' only real trusted target. Patrick Mahomes recently has developed this relationship with Rasheed Rice, the rookie, Mm -hmm. who Andy Reid, you never see this much utilization from a rookie wide receiver on an Andy Reid-led team. You never see a guy like Rasheed Rice, late first rounder for Andy Reid, get so many targets, so much play, be such a vital cog of the offense, as Rasheed Rice has to be out of SMU for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid this year. And it's because not only was there a failure by the GM and everybody in the front office for the Kansas City Chiefs to get the right personnel at receiver for Patrick Mahomes for wasting a year of his prime, but also Travis Kelsey has decided that he's going to set himself up for his next life. And I applaud that. Good job. Right. But it ain't doing us no favors this year in Chiefs <laughs> right. Kingdom. 
Travis Kelsey needs to be honest about this, and I think maybe he is because he is flaunting his relationship with Taylor Swift, and he has his podcast with his brothers. Um, what is the Heights or in the New Heights. Heights? New Heights, and 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 he did SNL, and he he's doing all of the stuff. It's obvious that he's setting himself up for this, right. but also it is painful to watch as a Chiefs fan, knowing that there's the. the yeah, the, 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 I can't blame you for losing a step. I can't blame you for not being able to create as much separation, but I can blame you for the lack of concentration and the drops this year. There's no reason Travis Kelsey should have as many pivotal drops as he's had alongside Marquez Valdez-Scandling and Justin Watson and Kadarius Tony. It's been all of them, and you expect when you have nothing else in the shed, you can go to that trusty tool. You know the you know the screwdriver where you have all of the uh, different you know things in it. You can do Phillips, you can do flathead, you can do the little pointy star thing. That's what Travis Kelsey has been for Mahomes and Andy Reid through this whole process. That's the reason why the Chiefs were able to win a Super Bowl last year with the lack of talent at the receiver option. Travis Kelsey is making that impossible for the Chiefs this year because he hasn't stepped up. He has six straight or seven straight seasons of 1,000 yards receiving, Cat, Guess what he has this year? Six? This year he's at right like 987. He needs like 13 oh, okay. or 15 yards to get it. He should have got it against the Bengals week 17. And guess what? A guy like Travis Kelsey who cares more now about his legacy and more now about his next moves in life than he does about this Super Bowl run. And this is why I think it's the biggest red flag for the Chiefs, not the receiving core, but Travis Kelsey himself. He has not been ruled out for week 18. He who's already struggled with injury throughout this season and should be sitting down resting because the Chiefs did not get the one seed and don't have the bye is going to be playing week 18 most likely. And it hasn't been ruled out or said that he's in. But I, I would assume he's going to play because he wants to eclipse 1,000 yards to continue his streak, which is the longest all-time for a tight end. And for me as a Chiefs fan, there's no brighter or bigger red flag than a guy like that who has shown you all year he cares more about his self-interest than the team's success because he should be given more if he cared more about the team's success. There's no bigger sign than the fact that he's playing Week 18, risking injury for a trivial stat number. Travis Kelsey is the biggest red flag for the Kansas City Chiefs, and I would dare say the reason I didn't pick them is because I don't even know if they're all the way a contender. That's CCAT. I'm Theo Dorsey. On the other side, we're going to be talking Week 18 matchups and other stats, other records players are trying to get to. It's LaVica Theo and Stone on ESPN 106.3.